Mind Over Muddle, Overcoming Alienation, Conflict, and Confusion. In this episode, we're going to explore Ian McGilchrist's Hemisphere Hypothesis. Hi there, I'm Michael C. Patterson. I'm the founder and CEO of MindRamp Coaching and Consulting. And since 2009, when we first started, MindRamp's goal has been to promote what we call qualongevity, quality of life within an extended longevity. In other words, we want to live long, but we also want to live well. Now, in previous podcasts, we have focused on what we need to do to keep our brains as healthy as possible as we age. That is, as they say, a required but not a sufficient step. Mind is what the brain does, so what are we going to do with our healthy brains? Building on the foundation of a healthy brain, in this new podcast series, we will learn how to live well by learning how to manage our minds. This Mind Over Muddle podcast series from MindRamp is inspired by the scholarship of Ian McGilchrist, particularly his Hemisphere Hypothesis, as explained in his 2009 book, The Master and His Emissary, and in his 219 opus, The Matter with Things, Our Brains, Our Delusions, and the Unmaking of the World. It is an amazing work. As one reviewer put it, quote, It's very simple. This is one of the most important books ever published. And yes, I do mean ever. End quote. McGilchrist's Hemisphere Hypothesis is a foundational framework for our exploration. It's the rudder that keeps our ship on the right course. As such, it would be good to spend some time exploring the hypothesis. McGilchrist's simple statement of the hypothesis is that, quote, the bihemispheric structure of the brain makes possible attending to the world simultaneously in two otherwise incompatible ways. End quote. The bihemispheric structure of the brain, that the, the human brain, like most brains, is divided into two hemispheres, as you know. Each hemisphere attends to the world in incompatible ways, and that's the important part of this. The human brain, in particular, is very much differentiated in terms of the way that the two hemispheres uh, relate to the world. One hemisphere, the right hemisphere, offers a view of the world that is grounded in sensory input. It's a better reflection of what is actually going on. So for the sake of simplicity, we'll call the right hemisphere the real-world view. The other hemisphere, the left hemisphere, is like a virtual reality version of the real world. It steps back from what is actually going on and creates representations, representations of the world that can be used to examine, investigate, and to make plans for the future. We'll call this the virtual reality view. So, the two hemispheres offer us the simultaneous benefit of a real-world view and a virtual-world view that are profoundly different from one another. Both operate at the same time. We live and operate in the real world, obviously, and at the same time are informed and guided by insights and instructions offered to us by the virtual reality version. 
when the two perspectives are coordinated, well, we get a, a richer perspective on what's going on. But this perspective must ultimately end up in the right hemisphere with the real-world perspective. We live, after all, in the real world, not in a virtual reality world. There are times, however, when the two hemispheres fail to cooperate. Most often, this happens when the left hemisphere decides to take over. One characteristic of the right hemisphere is that it understands the value of the left hemisphere's perspective and strives to cooperate. The left hemisphere, however, prefers the world of its own invention and is happy to go it alone. When the left hemisphere takes over, we become alienated from the real world and we get lost in a, a matrix of a make-believe world. For, what I hope are obvious reasons, living in a make-believe world is confusing, disorienting, alienating, and often bizarre. Living in a world seen exclusively through the left hemisphere is like living, living the world of a schizophrenic or someone who has experienced profound damage to the right hemisphere. We will go into more depth on these points in subsequent podcasts. Suffice it to say for now that the left hemisphere perspective, without the moderating effect of the right hemisphere perspective, is pathological. It causes all kinds of conflict and confusion and makes us do crazy things. Left hemisphere dominance causes pain and suffering in individuals. And in this podcast, we will look at ways that we can restore a collaborative flow between the hemispheres and, in so doing, decrease some of the pain and confusion we suffer. At the same time, we need to look beyond the individual to the collective pathology that plagues our society. Individuals who are under the sway of left hemisphere dominance create societal structures and institutions that reflect the skewed perspective of the left hemisphere. History seems to swing from balanced societies to unbalanced societies, and we are stuck at this point in history in the latter condition, in an unbalanced society. Left hemisphere perspectives have infiltrated all aspects of our civilization and are causing all of us to go a bit crazy. What is so dangerous about this historical swing towards left hemisphere dominance is that we have invented tools powerful enough to cause our own destruction and the destruction of life on Earth. Self-destruction is not a healthy behavior. So in addition to looking at individual solutions, we will also try to figure out ways to rebalance hemispheric collaboration as reflected in our politics, economy, laws, and philosophies. In very broad strokes, there are three strategies for restoring hemispheric balance. Simple to state, perhaps not that simple to achieve, but we'll try. And at least they provide clear objectives. So, to restore collaborative flow and cooperation between the two hemispheres of our brain, we must 1. Resist left hemisphere dominance. 2. Embrace right hemisphere modes and bolster the influence of right hemisphere thinking. That is, we need to balance out the influence of the two hemispheres. And finally, number 3. We need to encourage collaboration of the two modes, but giving the final say to the right hemisphere. 
And once we've identified these three strategies, we can begin to recognize them in a number of historical mind management systems. So we will explore, for example, how Buddhism, Taoism, Zen, Christian mysticism, psychotherapy, art, exercise, and even psychedelic rituals strive in their own way to rebalance hemispheric perspectives that have become muddled. Fortunately for us, these remedies are already available and have long histories of use, experimentation, and refinement. People have made them work. So I hope you have a a little better understanding of Ian McGilchrist's hemisphere hypothesis and how we plan to use it in this podcast series to figure out ways to unmuddle our minds, to reduce suffering, conflict, and confusion. If you want to learn more about MindRamp, please visit our website at www.mindramp.org. That's M-I-N-D-R-A-M-P dot O-R-G. And to learn more about the coaching, presentations, and trainings we offer, you can go directly to the programs page. At the beginning of this episode, I mentioned our podcasts on how to keep your brain healthy. You can access those podcasts for free from our resources page. Just find the list of podcasts, scroll down until you find the episodes called The Cogwheels of Brain Health. These cover the eight core behavioral areas that work in synergistic fashion to keep your brain healthy. You learn what puts your brain at risk and also what serves to protect your brain and make it more resilient. Okay, thanks for listening. Take care of yourself and... Be like the benevolent empress and take care of the people in your lives and protect the wonderful planet that sustains this amazing life we have been granted. Live long and live well. Mm -hmm.